Hi, everyone. Uh, this is uh, David Weiss uh, with another episode of uh, Psych and Sales. And I am joined uh, by my beautiful wife, Dr. Aaron Weiss. Aaron, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. So on uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about motivation. So uh, I'm going to actually turn it over to Aaron. Aaron had some uh, ideas and, and uh, to kick this off. So um, Aaron, let me, let me turn to you to talk to our audience about motivation. Sure, yeah. So there's a few reasons I, I thought motivation might be a good thing. What, what motivated <laughs> you to talk about motivation? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's several things that motivated me to have this be the topic today. Um, one, one is that uh, if you've listened to our other podcasts, you know that I've been given this credit for this, this uh, idea of motivation follows action. And um, I think you've taken credit, no? No, no. And I, and I said, you know, Dr. Burns was the one who, who said that originally, as far as I know, but um, kind of thinking about that quote being the one that was picked out of all the things I've said and, and how that seemed to resonate so much with you and some of your colleagues, um, felt like it, it, it might be coming off as kind of like a Nike, like just do it sort of a thing. And I mean, that's how I see it. Right. <laughs> and that's not what I mean by it. So I wanted a chance to kind of clarify all of that. Um, definitely want to hear your, your take on that at, at some point as well. Um, at some point, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it in uh, right now. Go for it. Early on. Go, go for it. So I, I have liked the motivation follows action because uh, to me, it, it, it has worked. Like there, there are times where I'm dreading doing something, but once I start doing it, I feel good about doing it. And then I just, you know, I, I get energy around it. So uh, you know, there are many times where I, I don't want to do something and I just, I just grit it and just go ahead and just start doing it. Or, and, uh, you know, a great example of that could be, uh, putting together like prospecting messaging, um, sitting there, sending out hundreds of emails can sometimes be a daunting task. Or when I was you know younger doing, you know, hundreds of phone calls a day, cause it would be a daunting task. But once you got in there and started clicking buttons or started, you know, dialing people and talking to people, it, it, it kind of became fun. And, um, you know, uh, the, the more people you called, more people spoke to more emails sent more responses you got. It, it just, it, it, it motivated me to do more. So I, I don't know. I, I, I do like the idea of it. So I'm interested to see where you're going with this. Absolutely. You know, I'm not trying to downplay that at all because overall that is kind of where we're going with it. But I feel like that's kind of an overly simplistic, like, yes, yeah, sometimes it might be easy to just grit it, but I don't want it to come off as thinking that if that's something you're struggling with, that that means that there's something wrong with you or that you don't have grit. Um, so I it's wanted fair. to kind of go more into that. And, and there's been a lot of talk since the coronavirus and quarantining and whatever around things having to do with motivation and kind of on, on both sides. So one, one piece is I feel like there's a lot of messaging out there of you've got so much extra time and you should be doing something great with it. And, you know, um, so at first I want to say it's okay if you're not motivated and if, if you're not feeling like you've got lots of extra time to do something great right now. Aaron's looking at me right now for validation. Like, <laughs> no, is, this, is this, is this okay? Are you like, are you going to get mad at me for saying this, David? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It, oh, may, be, it, it may be different than how I view the world, but I, you know, it's keep going. Keep going. I like it. So, so first of all, it's okay. And, and everybody's not in the same boat right now. Like, yeah. 
you know, I, if you're a parent with kids at home, you, you probably don't have a lot of extra time right now, even if your work is lighter. No, very, um, very true. We've, we've got our six-year-old at home and, you know, in between our calls and, and whatnot, it's, it's kind of a juggling act on who's going to do what with him to make sure he's entertained and learning and healthy and, and all those things. Yeah. I mean, I heard somebody talking the other day saying, you know, you've got more time now and, you know, this is a person who didn't have kids. And I was kind of ticked off because I'm like, no, I really don't. I'm, I'm trying to do my kid's teacher's job and my job. And I'm not sitting around watching more TV than usual, as you're claiming I am. I'm actually watching less TV than usual right now. So it, I think it's important to... I don't remember the last time we watched TV at night. It's, it's been a lot less. Yeah. Um, so just putting out there that I understand and, and people understand your own circumstances like it's okay if this isn't some time that's going to be this like great time of growth and growth for you it doesn't mean something bad about you so that's that's kind of piece number one um and then the other piece that i wanted to address is that this is a time that they're also there's articles and research and you know just talking to people there's a, a low in motivation um there's a lot going on that's making it kind of hard to be motivated so I wanted to sort of speak to what are some steps you can take if you have things that you're wanting to do and wanting to be motivated for, but maybe you're, and maybe even have some of the time to do, but you're feeling like you're having a hard time just gritting it or, or getting through it. Um, so I thought that might be kind of a helpful piece of information to put out as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I'd love to see where you're going with it, but you know, some of the, the, you know, tricks I do. And I, are, are we okay to talk about that right now? Or are you, sure, you can okay. talk about your tricks anytime yeah. you want. All right, cool. So um, I, I'm a big list builder. Um, people that know me know that I uh, am a little old school. So I, I love using sticky notes. So when I wake up in the morning and, and sometimes even, you know, before I go to bed and I'm kind of planning the next day, uh, I'll either, you know, put things on my calendar and, and grid it all out. So I know, you know, my, my entire day is scheduled for me, almost like a to-do list. Um, or, you know, in the morning, I'll write out the major priorities in the order that they need to be achieved and, and just kind of, you know, cross them off the list. And, you know, that, that to, to me, I kind of like the sticky notes because it's like a physical act of crossing something off is, you know, motivating for me. And I, I love doing the, the hardest tasks first because then I feel like, man, I just really accomplished something. So it kind of makes the rest of the day easier. So those, uh, we'll, we'll get into, you know, I'm sure others throughout the conversation, but those like starting with a list, starting with a plan um, is often helpful for me. Right. And, and, you know, lists can definitely be a helpful thing. Um, I want to, I want to go a little bit more into the psychological sort of thing though, not just the logistical. And, and you know, I like too. the logistics. Yeah, keep I know. Going, going on yeah. the psychological piece. So, That's why we have you here. So, <laughs> yeah. The psych piece, right? The psych piece. So, um, I guess starting with kind of what is it that you're wanting to do? Get some really specific about what specific thing is it that you're wanting that motivation for as opposed to just this idea of doing lots of different things because that can feel kind of overwhelming if it's a lot of things. So start by kind of narrowing into what is the specific thing that you want to be doing that maybe you're having a hard time motivating yourself to do. And um, what are the things that you tell yourself that get in the way of doing that? Like, give an example. Oh, I could do that later, or you know, I'm feeling tired right now. I'm not in the mood. 
Um, I, I deserve to relax because it's been a long day. Anything like that, these thoughts that might come up that would kind of get in the way of doing it right at that, at that moment that make you decide to put it off till later. I've got plenty of time, anything along those lines. So how do you overcome that? I, I seem to remember last night when we were supposed to do this podcast and you, you were too tired to do it. So, you know, what, what happened there and how does the audience, you know, overcome those things? I was tired. Not, not to call you out or anything. Yeah, no, I was tired. <laughs> and, and like I said, it's okay if you're not always motivated. Um, you have to first decide that you actually want to overcome it. So that's kind of the next step. Uh, so once, once you've kind of got that down, this is going to sound maybe kind of backwards. It's, it's a paradoxical approach, but you're going to do a cost-benefit analysis, but doing it in a paradoxical way. So what Sounds I, complicated. It sounds complicated, but it's not. So what the, the cost benefit is, is it's the costs of um, giving up and like doing like, what will it cost me to actually do this right now? And what are the, so wait, cost, advantages of continuing to not do it and the disadvantages of deciding to do it. It's easier if I put it that way than the cost benefit. So what are the advantages of, of continuing to not do this thing right now? So I get to be, you know, relaxed in front of the TV if it is. Or last night it was, I get to go to sleep early. Um, I, I, I can be comfortable. I don't have to think hard and do and uh, put the effort in right now. Depending on what the thing is, those might be some advantages of not doing it right now. And what are the disadvantages of doing it right now? Oh, I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to do, like, put effort in. I'm going to have to think. Um, for me last night, that might not be what yours is. But the more we can be specific about those things that are actually getting in the way, kind of the clearer they become. And so if this is something that you actually really do want to do, looking at the things that are getting in the way in that kind of a way, even though, yes, they're things that feel good right now, makes it easier to kind of talk back to them if you really are motivated to do the thing. Like, well, but... Am I really going to have more energy tomorrow? Actually, that was my process tonight. We talked about putting it off another night. And I was like, you know what? I know that tomorrow I'm going to be more tired because I have a full day of work ahead of me and I'm really not going to want to do this. So now is a better time for me. Um, so that's one piece. Mm. Then once you've really, really decided like all of those advantages of continuing to put it off and all of the disadvantages of going ahead and doing it are not strong enough to outweigh your actual desire for this thing. And they might outweigh it. And that's okay. That goes back to my original point of you don't have to conquer the world right now. If you decide this is something that you actually want to do, now we get into the more logistical stuff. So, so, so walk people through that. Um, do you, do you write down almost like a pros and cons list? Like, yeah, get out a piece uh, of paper and, and write, you know, what are the advantages of, continuing to not do whatever this thing is. So continuing to press procrastinate on whatever activity it is. And what would be the disadvantages of deciding to do it now? So like, let's, let's use doing our podcast last night because I wanted to do it last night and I wanted to get some, uh, a good night's rest before my work, you know, here on Monday and, and, and here it is Sunday night at, at 10 32 PM right now, folks is when we're recording this. Um, and I'd love to be asleep right now, but we're doing this instead and that's mm -hmm. okay. Cause my wife put this off last night. I'm not bitter. Anyway, not like folks. you last Saturday. No, all. I look, so Hey, we're all, we're all guilty. So let, let's use that as an example. Mm -hmm. So last night, the, the pro of, or the, 
the pro uh, of the paradox would have been, hey, I get to sleep more. Yeah, I get to sleep. I get to relax right now. I don't need to I use to my cuddle, brain. I get to cuddle on the floor watching TV with, well, you were watching TV. I was sleeping. Yep. I, I don't have to use my brain right now. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, and like the con of that would have been, you know. I have to wake up. I have to actually think through what I want to say. Mm. It's going to take energy. Um. Oh, another pro last night was I get to let David finish watching his show and not interrupt him. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get him to turn his show off would be a con. So I was sometimes willing. They, that's fine. You may have been. <laughs> but that, for me, that was something I was using as a, a reasoning. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those would be some of the pros. In- so clearly the pros of not doing it outweighed the cons last night. But then as we thought about it, and like pre- putting it off and procrastinating, you know, yet again, tonight we had more energy. Yes. I was definitely more awake tonight. Yep. And we kind of thought through, Hey, what is tomorrow going to be? And tomorrow seemed more, you know, daunting and more draining than, than potentially doing it now. So kind of the, the, if you were to do that kind of cost benefit analysis, it made more sense to do it now, you know, versus waiting. So, but, but before we get to that, what happens if it's always, more daunting and and it's something you really want to do but you can never the the list of of pros of not doing it is always listed is always greater than the list of you know cons like well then i i guess there maybe you don't want to do it more than you want that list of the the pros of continuing to not do it um, maybe you're just not at the point where it's the right thing for you yet. Can you talk back to the original thoughts, that first list I had you make? So the list of what are the things you tell yourself, like, oh, I'm tired. Like, can you go back to that and say, but I'm going to be tired tomorrow. I'm, I'm always going to feel tired. I'm never going to feel ready. If this is something I really want to do, then I'm going to need to just figure out a way to do it. So would it be helpful to, to put together kind of even a, a separate kind of like, why do I want to do this in the first place type list and all the benefits I see it having for me. So you, you build almost gravity, uh, pushing yourself to do the thing, whatever that thing is that you want to do because you see the value in it. And and that kind of helps almost like jolt you out of the, the thinking of, you know, you know, the, the pro con paradox. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a good point you do you want to look at so if all of these if i have all of these advantages of, of putting it off and all the disadvantages of of doing it why would i bother what would be my why or my reason for actually doing it if, if these pros are really so strong for me and then if that does have a good pull then like what can i say back to those thoughts when they come up and that 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 was part of my thought too like if i put it up until tomorrow i know i'm not going to want to do it tomorrow and then it's going to be another day and another day. And we're just going to wind up dropping the podcast if I, you know, if we keep going that way. <laughs> we've made this commitment that we're going to do this. We're trying. We're doing our best. So, and, and I think that, that, that where, where that's coming from for me has always been, and I'll, I'll relate this back to the, the sales side of things, is, is prospecting was one of those chores that um, I, I kind of made myself like and I got excited about it almost like a game of chicken. Like who, who's going to blink first and, and am I going to stop following up or is the person going to eventually respond to me? So that turned into a little bit of a game, but the the motivation behind all of it was that 
I knew if, if I didn't do the work to find new clients, the work wouldn't get done and my goals wouldn't be met. So I would always remind myself that this was a necessary evil of the job. But why is it important for you to even meet those goals, right? Why, why sure, take no. it to that level? Yeah, and, and that's, that's a good point. You know, the, the goals enable me to have the lifestyle I want, have the, the personal professional accomplishments I want, be able to go on the vacations I want, have the house I want, you know, feel good about just kind of who I am and, and, and what, I've, what I've done and achieved. Yeah. Like there's a lot, I, I've got uh, sales is very well aligned with, you know, me as a person. Cause I've got a lot of intrinsic and extrinsic motivations as it relates to, you know, who I am and levels of success and what I want to accomplish in life as it relates and, and, and sales is a nice outlet for that. So I was always able to kind of keep that in mind and then say, okay, if I want to be successful here, here are the foundational things blocking tackling. I know I'm just going to have to do, so I'm just going to kind of suck it up and do it. And yeah, I would get tired sometimes and I'd choose not to do it sometimes, but it, that, that helped motivate me by, by seeing that bigger why, that bigger picture. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that is an important piece. What is, what is my big picture reason? Like why, why would I want this in the first place? And what are the things that I can eventually say to talk back to those tempting thoughts that are tempting me to put it off for another day or to not do it just yet? Um, so that, and then your motivation will be a little bit more to actually just take some steps, which will help the motivation build on itself. Okay. Um, so we, we've got, we've captured kind of, you know, really getting strong with, with, the, with your why, like with your why, why, yeah. why do anything? Um, and you know, anything that you want to do really thinking through why you want to do it and then building kind of a little bit of a plan around it. And then to what I hear Aaron saying is almost do the reverse, like build, build a, a pro con list with the, with the pros. You're being really leaning into re the reasons, reasons not, not to. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is we'll often think about things in terms of like, I should do this. And most people seem to have kind of an internal cringe mechanism to the word should, right? It's this kind of like, don't tell me what to do, even don't, if we're saying it to myself. Don't right? should on me. Right. So it, it kind of, then you start arguing against the should, like, no, I, I should relax right now. So if you take that part away and say, okay, what are all of my reasons that I wouldn't do this? And then making it more of like a, I have a choice and it's something I'm doing because I want to, not because I should. That can be more freeing and motivating and at kind of a emotional level. Um, and also a lot of times, all of those things that sound like really great reasons to continue putting things off, kind of fall flat when you really take a look and examine them. And if they don't, then, then maybe it isn't the something that you really are ready to tackle yet. So let's, we, we were kind of getting to the, um, to the, some of the tactical ways that you, that you managed through this. Um, and that's when I brought, you know, and took us on a tangent around like the why, which I, I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's, let's go back to that. Where, where were you going with, you know, some of the, you know, process oriented things people can do that, you know, once they've, you know, tackled this list. The of cognitive piece, the right. Cognitive so piece, what, yeah. once you've worked through kind of the, the mental game, I guess, of it, then the more like behavioral piece of it yeah. is, there's a few different things you can do. One, um, and I guess this is actually still more of a mental game, but that original list, like I said, that you made of all of the things that you're telling yourself, like, oh, I deserve to relax right now. And 
Um, I can just do it tomorrow. What can you say back to that? You know, can you say, I'm going to be tired tomorrow too. And you know, that kind of thing. So beyond that, um, lists, but maybe not exactly in the way that you're thinking. So there's a couple of different ways you can do lists that can be helpful. Um, one is just what's the smallest piece, like break it down into smallest possible pieces and like ask yourself, can I do that? So for the podcast, for example, what's the, I have to walk into the office. I have to bring a chair into the office. <laughs> I need to get my glass of water. I need to turn on the microphone and pull up the computer program. Like each thing is like 30 seconds and it's super simple. Like, can I do this thing? And it, you kind of inch your way through it. And once you, it starts to build momentum as you're then going. Um, so, so almost break down whatever task into lots and lots of micro tasks. Micro tasks. Yep. Yes. So you want to do anything that are going to be sound super simple. So if you, somebody says, can you do that? Like by yourself, the obvious answer is, of course I can do that by myself. And, and that makes sense. I mean, when I, when I think about, you know, things around the house, um, and I make a plan and like, I've been thinking about fixing the lawnmower that is causing me some problems with its self-propel mechanism. And so I was watching Google, you know, video, YouTube videos on how to do it. And it's like, okay, I, I need to get these tools. Yes, I can do that. I need to make sure I do these things like, and almost breaking it down. And I, I cook a lot. So even a better example is, you know, I get motivation. I read a recipe, look at all the ingredients and you'd start getting out the ingredients. So then I start getting motivated and excited about making things. All the, I'm now looking at all the ingredients I'm about to use. And it's like, then I start to put, you know, butter in the pan and melt it. It starts to brown. That smell of butter just makes me happy. So I want to like do the next thing and then the sounds and all that of cooking. So, um, you know, the more I start the activity, the more I get excited about the outcome that it's going to bring me. And I get one step closer to that outcome of every step I take. Um, so I can kind of like smell it and envision it and I know it's going to happen. Right. Right. I don't know about the lawnmower thing, but like, let's take the cooking example. Cooking example you, is a better example. You look at the recipe and you get excited. I look at the recipe and I'm like, oh my, there are a lot of ingredients in this. That sounds complicated. And I feel overwhelmed and like, ah, cooking is not so much my thing. Right. So I'm like, eh, maybe I don't really need this recipe today. So that would be like looking at the picture and like, ooh, that actually looks really good though. I'd really love to try this. Okay. Do I have all these ingredients? How hard would it be to get each individual one out of the cupboard and put them out? Like, can I measure this and breaking it into those kind of smaller tasks for someone who maybe wants the food, but doesn't love the process of the cooking? No, absolutely. So once you've kind of broken things out into these, these little tasks and you're getting motivation very quickly, it's like squirts of kind of dopamine or serotonin, right? Right. Like, now you're actually meeting goals, right? Our, our brains like to meet goals and, and it is a, a squirt of dopamine to, to meet a goal. So now it goes from this big, long goal that you're going to be a while before you meet to lots of little successes along the way, which can also on a a uh, neurobiological level be motivating um neuro neurochemical level whatever both um so uh so that's one thing um another way of doing something sort of similar but kind of taking it to another level is not only breaking it into small tasks but saying like okay how hard is this particular piece of the task going to be and how how satisfying do I think that that's going to be to do it? And then treating it as an experiment to see how hard was it actually and how satisfying was it actually? 
Um, most people, when I have them do that exercise, wind up finding that things are often not quite as hard as they expect and a little more satisfying than they expect when they go through it. Um, having an accountability partner if, if you need. So someone who you have to report back to if you've actually done it once you've said like this day and time, I'm gonna do this thing. Having to go back and tell them that you, yes, I, I did it or like, no, and not making excuses, like the no excuses re response of I, I was stubborn and I just didn't. So. <laughs> Um, no, that, that's, that's good. So once you kind of break it down, maybe find someone that you're going to share this goal with, uh, they get excited about it with you. So you're now, you know, almost accountable to yourself to accomplish things. Cause you told, you shared that goal with somebody and now they're going to ask you like, how'd you do with it? So now you kind of have to do it sharing goals. Um, Hey, I mean, sales folks, uh, to, to bring this back home there, you know, share your goals with your leader, share your goals with your wife. It's one thing I always did is Erin knew exactly what I was working on. So she could say, Hey, how's that going? And even that little bit, that little nudge made me want to do more. And, you know, my boss always knew what I was working on and the deals I was excited about. I'd always share next steps and whatnot. So we could kind of check in on those priorities and, and see those things. And, and once I told someone I was going to do something, I felt personal accountability to then go do it and I would figure it out. So, you know, once you break things down in steps, you get little squirts of dopamine. Once you share goals with people, what, what are maybe some other things that can kind of start getting people, you know, going on the right track and motivating? Well, I'm going to go back for a second okay. here because sharing those goals and having the accountability works well for some people, has minimal impact on some people, and actually can be kind of a turnoff for some people. So kind of knowing your own style too with sure. that is that important. That makes sense. Yeah. No doubt. Um, Okay, so we have the, the little steps, the kind of mental game and talking back and the, um, I guess gamifying, that's not one that I normally would put under the motivation, but it, it can be. So, for example, you were talking about prospecting calls and maybe you're afraid of, of rejection or something like that, right? And so um, treating that as kind of a game of like, you know, how many... How many people can I get to hang up on me without saying something rude, right? So, yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to make whatever the activity is a, a little bit fun for sure. Um, so what, what are, what are any, any other kind of big ones? I mean, for, for me, some, some tactical things that have always helped is, and I think I mentioned earlier, um, making sure I have a calendar of the day. Um, and, and almost every single thing calendared out, but also making sure that those calendar blocks aren't, aren't that long. I mean, 15 to 30 minutes, mm -hmm. um, you go much longer than that. You can kind of, it's, it's easy to get distracted. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's easy to start losing momentum and energy around something. So I like to go 15 to 30 minutes on something, um, get as much as I can more often than not, that gives me enough time to finish whatever task it is. And if it ends up being longer, you know, maybe I go and do something else and then come back to it with a fresh set of eyes and, and then keep going. Unless it's something that has a really clear, like, like blueprint, blueprint and plan that I know I can, you know, accomplish and, and, you know, keep kind of going down the step-by-step the -step guide. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that, you know, a lot of times we, if something we, if we think it's going to take a long time to do, it's easier to put off because it's like, oh, it's hard to find that big chunk of time where it makes it sound so much more overwhelming, but most things don't have to be done all in that big chunk of time. 
Um, so like you can do a, a smaller amount and then come back and do an, another small amount later. So kind of knowing as long as you've worked on it during that time, then you've met the goal of, you know, that time frame. And it's not about having to finish it then. It's just about the fact that you were doing it. And it's, that can be a tough one and it's hard to stick with too, but I know that I, um, at times when I can get in that mind frame where I'm just fitting things in, even in a couple of minutes and I'm not finishing it, I still feel like I've accomplished more than if I'm waiting to find the, you know, big chunk of time that I can fit this thing into because those are harder to come by. Yeah. And folks, I'll say like more often than not, the, the mental onus of the, the thing I wanted to accomplish was significantly greater than the, the actual work it went into doing the task. So I, I do feel like there is a bit of, of grit it, just do it, just get started, whatever it is. And I, I love the idea of the breaking out into micro chunks because then you can get started much easier. Because once you get going, once you get started, once you kind of, and it's almost like the, the roller coaster, once you're on the roller coaster, the roller coaster potentially is a lot less scary than the thought of going on the roller coaster. So we kind of put up a lot of these, these mental blocks that right. if we just start doing the thing. But let's, let's take coronavirus for a minute here. Okay. All right. So this is what I think, I, I feel like you want to shortchange my cognitive mental game piece and have people just jump into like the, the, the. I'm a the just tactical. do it kind of guy, right. but, but it's okay. Keep so going. Let's think of the things that someone might say to themselves right now that would get in the way of doing something like prospecting. Sure. You're the salesperson. What are some things some, that you might have heard from people or that you can imagine someone So might there are a lot of people out there that are concerned about the reaction they'll get from it. Okay. So I'm going to upset people if I, if I reach uh, out and prospect. Uh, absolutely. There's definitely some feelings of that in the sales community. And, okay. and I've been talking to people about it. And look, it, yeah, if you did that the wrong way, I'm sure you could piss some people off. Okay. I, I, I'm, there's a lot of people right now that are talking about this whole concept of leading with empathy. And I've got salespeople constantly reaching out to me saying, David, I have empathy for the situation you're in. And then using the exact same damn sales pitch that they've been using the entire time. That's not empathy, folks. So, you know, just because you use the word empathy doesn't mean you freaking have empathy. Um, maybe, you, you wrote an article on that. I that did write an article. Yeah, right? I wrote an article people can find on that. But that 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 is something. So sorry. Where All right. We so they might think I'm gonna I'm gonna piss somebody off if I reach out right now. Yeah. Be a thought. Or people aren't buying right now. Or we don't know what's gonna happen. Times are too uncertain. Or you know, there's any number of thoughts that might come up right now that might make it really hard to just jump into taking all those little steps because it really doesn't feel like there is a point in doing it right now. If that's the thought process that you have, right? So. I think it really is important to look at, and especially right now with what's getting in the way of people's motivation. And, and I, I like that because you're right. If you're thinking about, hey, I'm just, because you're creating almost fear on, and, and doubt and uncertainty within yourself. It's like, hey, if I reach out right now, people are going to be mad at me. As, a, as opposed to maybe the, the, ref hopeless, right. the reframe of that, which is, hey, business must go on. There are, there are people that are still struggling with these things. Maybe if I just ask them, hey, are you working on these things right now? Is this a priority for yourself in the near future? As opposed to kind of making assumptions, just again, 
asking more questions and leaning in more to the how are you doing and what are you working on and do you need help with this and being more open-ended with it now you're going from hey maybe i'm gonna piss someone off to more so i'm just seeing if someone does need help and if not it's okay right so some of the things you might say back to yourself at that point are things like i I don't know if they're buying right now. Right. Some people aren't buying. Some are. Maybe I if, could if help I, them. If maybe I could help them. If if I'm if I'm not pushy and I just you know checking in and reaching out and seeing how I might be able to help and under and, and you know okay if they not making assumptions if, right and they don't want to you know is it are they really going to get pissed off if I am actually you know just checking in and, and trying to see where we might be able to fit. And if they are, then maybe that's not on me. Right. Um, so re reframing the fear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to know what you're telling yourself to be able to talk back to it is, is one thing. Um, and then oh, I just had a thought about this. Um, these are unedited folks, by the way. Yeah. So long pause. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen, and I, I won't know until I see, and, you know, or, or I remember, um, you know, I, I might be, I can build a relationship with somebody now mm -hmm. that in the future, if they, that they are having this problem or are ready to they're buy, thinking they're thinking of me. So maybe yep. this isn't like a something where I'm going to sell right now, but it's something that could potentially be helpful to me and them in the future. So finding reasons why it does make sense right now. But again, you, you have to know what, what you're telling yourself, that, the that cognitive can, piece before. That connects a lot of dots. That, that's very helpful. Because now it's, it's, if you want, to your point early, if you want to accomplish something, but something's stopping you from doing it, thinking through what is stopping you, and challenging those thoughts and ideas to, to get yourself to a point where you're eventually ready to get started. Right, exactly. And now we're, now we're talking about prospecting as a salesperson, that's part of your normal job. And so less optional to a large degree than other things. But when I was starting talking about the, it's okay if you're not you know, doing like great things, you don't need to be learning a new language. Maybe you go through this process and you decide, I really don't need to learn another language right now because it's not like I can travel anywhere right now. So, um, but so maybe you want to have some Zoom calls with people overseas. So maybe then it is worthwhile. <laughs> or maybe you know that when the borders reopen and we can travel again, you want to be really fluent in that new language so that you can go so to the country. So you're ready. So, but th that's more what I meant when you're talking about those big kind of, I'm going to create a course or I'm going to learn a new language or things like that. Great if you want to do that. And if you don't, that's okay too. But thinking through that whole process to really figure out instead of just saying, oh, I, I want to do this and then feeling bad about yourself when you don't. So um, it's okay if you decide in the long run that you don't want to, but now it's your decision and not something that just happened to, to not happen because you, uh, you know, put it off and, and then you beat yourself up over not meeting a, a goal that was never a real goal to begin with. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what, what other, what are the things around motivation um, do you think would help the audience? Those are really my big talking Those points are the big that, ones. I, that I, I can think and, of and hey, that no, I have I, in mind. I, and I think they're really good. I mean, look, it, 
finding ways to to motivate ourselves right now is is super important. I mean, there's so many things going on in the world where, you know, it'd frankly be super easy to turn on Netflix, you know, crack open a, a beer or a bottle of wine and binge watch things all day long as we as we wait for the world to kind of unfold um, and see what would happen next. And 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 that's easy. But there, there's also a lot of value in, and, and whether you have extra time right now or the time can be repurposed and used with other things, whether it's spending more time with family, whether it's learning, whether it's growing, whatever you're trying to do, there is some unique opportunities in the world right now, but there is a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt that could potentially be getting in our way from accomplishing the things that we do want to have. So I, I love the topic, Aaron. I think it's super helpful to people out there because, you know, when stress is high, anxiety is high, uncertainty and fear is high. We want to avoid avoid motivation is low. We want to turn up as much dopamine in our brain as we possibly can with all- The easiest possible ways. With the easiest possible ways. Absolutely. So, you know, kind of fighting that urge and prioritizing things that are important to us and then overcoming some of our own mental barriers for those and then putting a plan in place and breaking them down and then just executing on them step by step can lead to potentially uh, some growth and some you know increased levels of happiness and you know for that I think that's a, a phenomenal topic that can help a lot of people so thank you for bringing it up to to the community welcome hopefully other people feel the same way feel free to drop us a note and let us know what you think about this we'd love to hear any other ideas people have on motivation as well in in your own lives so as usual um stay safe uh stay healthy uh, and we're here for you if you need anything thanks for listening thanks bye guys